Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the reanimated Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Reanimated. Yep. Uh, you know, it's I'm doing well. It's been a busy weekend here at the uh, old Henry household, and a little bit of uh, booze is definitely getting me reanimated. You know, it's been a long weekend, but now I'm sitting here with you on a Sunday evening with a drink in my hand. So, yeah, it's all That's good. Right. That's right. Booze will bring you back to life. Um, it will. It will. It, it. It. It's an elixir that heals many things. You know. Um, some might say it's a poison that caused many problems. It's really a two-sided coin, I guess, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you got a busy busy weekend at the, at the old household. A lot of things going on. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I, I coached track. I had, so I had our last big Saturday track meet of the year. And uh, then we had, uh, we had senior proms here for my, my twins and, yeah, I've oh. got I've got our mother visiting, which brings its own sort of excitement and energy. So yeah, lots going wow. on. Wow, wow. Well, speaking of of my nieces and nephews and our mother and um um and other things like Madison Bumgarner recently DFA'd by the Arizona Diamondbacks and now a free agent. Yeah, he needs to be reanimated. He does need to be reanimated. Recently reanimated for the San Diego Padres, everybody's favorite, Fernando Tatis. Boo. Yeah, I don't think he's not even the favorite in San Diego anymore, right? Like, no, because um, they like he probably cost them a world championship. Yeah, probably. And uh, and then you know, um, and then also there's the 2023 Giants. So uh, there's a lot of things that make me that that sort of tie into my question for you today, Matthew. Oh, okay. So are you ready? Are you ready, ready for the question? I'm, I'm ready. Do you believe in second chances? Like, should we all just forgive Fernando Tatis? Hmm. Should uh, should the Giants re-sign Madison Bumgarner? Should we all just? Give the 2023 Giants a pass and say, hey, we believe in you. Okay. These these are vastly different uh, examples of, of second chances. And because, oh, just answer the question, Matthew. Uh, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so to answer your question, uh, Madison Bumgardner, giant uh, legend, absolutely yeah. will be a forever giant. Correct. But by no means should the Giants give him a second chance. Ding. Correct. For Correct. a lot of reasons, right? I mean, mm-hmm. starting with the fact that he's not a very good pitcher. That's yeah. probably reason number one. 
Yeah. yeah. Reason number uh, one. Reason number is... two is that you know he's kind of a dinosaur when it comes to pitching, and and I think I don't think his personality even plays with the game today. And and yeah. and and finally, and this is this is an important one that people don't really seem to think is that forty man roster spots are valuable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to sign a guy that hasn't pitched well in four years. Uh, to a 40-man roster spot just is you're telling somebody else that could be helpful to the team that they've got to leave the organization. And I just don't feel like any of that makes any sense. So, no, okay. Baumgartner does not deserve a second chance. And I don't think he wants one because how weird would it be for him to get DFA'd by the Giants after only being on the team for a few months? That's fair. That's I totally agree. Totally agree on all of those all of those points. And um, and as of as and I'm just gonna go off the other one. So Fernando Tatis. Mm. So if if you know I, he deserves a second chance because he served his his time. He's done his you know his penance whatever. But it doesn't mean we have to like him. No. It doesn't mean that we have to accept him. So yeah, he's well, gonna but, get a second chance. But I don't I don't need to be invested in that. Padres fans don't even need to be invested in that. But you know sure. He's going to get a Stupid Padre fans. Like, they got Juan Soto. They got Machado. They got Xander Bogarts. They, they, like, Tatis is like, like, you know, God, I hate those people so much. <laughs> I, don't, but, I don't like it when good things happen to people that aren't me, Matthew. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's Makes right. me angry. <laughs> oh, man. So angry. Uh, and, and then you mentioned the 2023 Giants. Now, Oh, yeah. Those guys. Now, they do deserve a second chance. <laughs> uh, and and you know, the season has gotten off horribly wrong. It's gone, yeah. you know, nobody, nobody, well, okay, I won't say nobody predicted this because some people did predict this, but but their team, the team is, is uh, you know, going through injuries and mm-hmm. there are, you know, people aren't performing as well, uh, but they're not as bad as they seem. And I think that, uh, you know, the 2020 Giants, the 60-game season started off similarly, like really bad. They were like 8-16, and 16, I think, in their first, you know, 24 games or uh, whatever that adds up to. Right. Uh, but, uh, and then came back and were a 500 team, you know, in a 60-game season. So the Giants certainly could come back. And What a, what a great point, Matt. Who can forget the great 2020 San Francisco Giants? The team that right. almost made the playoffs. Yeah, except for a walk-off <laughs> home run in their own home park. Yeah, yeah, except that, <laughs> except for that, for, for that wonderful relationship leaf pitcher coonrod uh (laughs) everybody's favorite san francisco giant (laughs) coonrod oh all right maybe that was a bad example but my point is that it's we're only four games out of first place we got Mm -hmm. a lot of baseball still to play and Mm -hmm. uh and we've got you know as we're going to talk about later we've got some things coming that that give us hope right but before we get to all that matthew are you saying that the giants shouldn't resign bumgarner because you desperately are clinging to a roster spot for one Blake Sable. Maybe. <laughs> I knew it! Anyway, folks, today is Sunday, April 23rd, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco Giants, you remember them, uh, they went a th- remarkable... Three and four this week, and and honestly, I mean, feels like, talking... feels like optimistic now. I'm like, heck yes, they can come back. They were three and four this week. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, that's why we're talking about second chances today. I mean, that's basically what this whole show is going to be about: is 
does this 2023 team have a chance? Is it going to turn it around? Is it going to turn into the mediocre juggernaut that I always thought that they were going to be? And is it going to catch lightning in a bottle, get 80, 87 wins and squeak into the playoffs? Does that still exist as a possibility? And I feel like at the end of the Miami series, or even after the first two games of the Mets series, the answer was like, ain't no way. This team is bad. It's funny, right? fun, funny what a little winning streak, though, can do to your, uh, <laughs> That's to, to, to your, to your thoughts. <laughs> a winning streak. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. But uh, but anyway, so the Giants went 3-4 and four this week, um, pulling out two, I think, very strong wins, both on Saturday and Sunday, today, as we record the podcast, to finish, uh, well, they're 8-13, and 13, um, which currently puts them at fourth place in the NL West. Uh, but they are only three games back, and they are in front of the Colorado Rockies, so at least we're not, you know, that bad. I mean, nobody's that bad, except the A's. Um, on the other hand... They are tied for the tenth wild card spot, Matthew. Um, of course, they only there's only three wild card spots, but <laughs> but but there you have it. They're tied for for t- uh, sorry, they're not tied. I think they're in the they're in tenth hall by themselves. Tenth um, uh, wild card spot. So you know they've got work to do. They've got work to do. But what I'm saying is is that. After going two and two against the, the New York Mets and playing, I think their best game of the year on on Saturday, and playing a really like um, resilient game today, um, as MLB.com said about Tristan Beck when he made his debut the other night, the Giants today they battled, right? They battled, battled. Unlike Tristan Beck, they actually did something good. Wait a minute. Tristan Beck had five strikeouts, Ben. <laughs> he had five strikeouts and he battled. That's right. Uh, I was looking at the headlines in the MLB.com app, you know, for the Giants. And, and those there were two headlines, one of like the main story for the game and then one for like a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And the main story for the game said Tristan Beck whiffs five in his debut. Or no, I think. And then the other one said Tristan Beck battled. And I was like, Wow. Like, if you just underwent by those two headlines, you would think, great, the Giants won. (laughs) Tristan Beck played just wonderfully. Everything was roses. No, the guy gave up nine hits and, like, what, four or five runs? He got, yeah. It it was not a good outing. Uh, But, hey, you know, Giants uh, marketing. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> you beat me to it, I was going to say. But anyway, uh, uh, they actually did battle on Sunday. And, and so now it's kind of like, hmm, is this the real Giants? Is this the team we've been waiting for? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Saturday and Sunday and whether or not it, it portends well for the rest of the season. We're going to talk about the bullpen. And whether or not it portends for the well for the rest of the season. Our bullpen sucks. <laughs> it does suck, Bob. It does suck. Um, but but it's it's getting better. It's getting better. Uh, and then we're going to talk about how the team is going to get better because reinforcements are coming. And uh, and Blake Sable better be watching his back. But before we do that, it's Carlos Correa time. Oh, oh! I haven't even checked in on Carlos this week. How's he doing? Well, let's see. His season stats as of right now are his batting average is 214. 
His on-base percentage is 282, and his slugging percentage is six, uh, 343 for an OPS of 625. So he's not doing great. Um, his last seven-day games, he's kind of doing worse. But there is one thing I did want to point out, Matthew, about Carlos Correa. Okay. Against left-handed pitching, he has a 30-33 average. His on-base <laughs> percentage is 400. His slugging percentage is 583 for an OPS of 983. Mm. So he'd be an excellent platoon player. He would... <laughs> He'd he would be, be an right ex- in with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on the left side, you know, against left-handed pitching. So on the right-handed side of the plate, you know, that part where they've been really struggling. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, nonetheless, you know, he's not doing that great. He's not doing that great. Farhan's a genius after all. But anyway, it's time for our trivia question, Matthew, because as you alluded to, the Giants, well, you tell us, what did the Giants do today that they haven't done all season? Uh, the Giants won two games in a row for the first time this season. Uh, that, my folks, is called a winning streak. I know it's been a while since we've seen one. Uh, been several months, in fact, since we've seen one. Uh, but the Giants strung together two consecutive wins. That means a win on one day and then a win the next day. And uh, that is a winning streak. So my trivia question to you is what is the longest winning streak in Giants history? And I will take the San Francisco record or the franchise record, which includes time in New York. I'm just I'm just going to go lowbrow here. 69 nice! <laughs> Not 69 nice. But, oh. uh, but they're, that, okay, but that's your guess. That's my guess. That's final answer. All right. 69, nice. We will see. I I, um, I highly doubt. I think that would be kind of a record. But, but. Impressive the Giants record. hold that record. Yeah, I don't know. We will see. At the end of the episode, we will talk about what the longest winning streak in Giants history is. And maybe, who knows, maybe on Monday. Do they play Monday? They, they do. do. They, play, uh, they play every game next week except Friday. Every day, sorry, next week except Friday. Which is weird, but okay. It is weird. Uh, Yeah, so maybe we're starting our own win streak. A franchise record to be. That's right. 70 wins. Here we come. Here we come. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Woo, cocktails! What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Um, As everybody who listens to this show knows, I am drinking a cocktail called Just a Peach. And everybody knows that because they listen to all of our happy hour episodes, which come out on Thursday mornings. So I don't need to talk in depth about my cocktail because I talked about it in depth on the Thursday show, which is the episode right below this one in your podcast player. But just to give you a reminder, the Just a Peach cocktail is a bourbon and peach cocktail. It has one and a half ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of Creme de peche. Um, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's creamy peaches for you, plebes. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and half an ounce of simple syrup. You combine all the ingredients in a shaker. You shake for ten to twelve seconds. You do a dirty dump into a rocks glass, and then you garnish it with brandied cherries. Seventy of them. <laughs> and that's what I'm drinking, Bob. If you want to know what a dirty dump is. 
I guess you have to listen to last Thursday's episode. Indeed. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, Bob, I am drinking a cocktail called the Scofflaw. And uh, as we alluded to in our Thursday podcast, the Scofflaw was made in the 1920s during the Prohibition era. And the word Scofflaw was actually made uh, up by, in a competition uh, for a word to describe a someone who was a drunk you know, or who was, who was drinking, I guess, when they weren't supposed to during, during Prohibition. Uh, during our podcast, we came up with a couple of our own uh, made-up words to, uh, to, to celebrate podcasters that talk drunkenly on their podcast. And That's they right. were what? Mike Soakers and, and Slosh Castlers. Slosh Castlers. I think I also suggested Slobslaw. Slobslaw too. Yeah, that was another mm-hmm. one. And that mm-hmm. was another one. So if you want to learn more about Slosh Castlers and Mike Soakers and uh, Sobslaws, go listen to Thursday's episode. Slobslaw. Sobslaw sounds just like a sad sound. Oh. Oh, I gotta, I gotta enunciate and say it slowly. Yeah. Slob, <laughs> yeah. slob. You gotta stop okay. slurring your sleeves. I gotta stop slurring my sleeves like a slosh cashler. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so the Scofflaw though has one and a half ounces of rye whiskey, an ounce of dry vermouth, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of grenadine, and one dash of orange bitters. Combine all those ingredients to a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake until well chilled, about 12 seconds, and double strain into a chilled coupe glass and enjoy. So that is what I'm drinking today. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. (laughs) Yes, it's a tasty cocktail, Bob. Both of our cocktails, very tasty. Uh, I hope you will try them out and uh, go listen to Thursday's podcast. Give it a video and tell us what you think. You know what else is tasty? What else is tasty? Three run home runs. Very tasty. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. Mm-hmm. Three run home runs by the all time greatest shortstop that ever played the game for the San Francisco or New York Giants. That's right. Are even extra tasty. It would have been the tastiest if that ball had landed in the water. It did. It did? You didn't see, you were playing D&D today and you didn't see, but they made a correction at the beginning <gasps> of the game and Rennell even announced it to the crowd that that was the 99th splash hit in Giants history. They said upon further review, Brandon Crawford's home run was a splash hit. Wow. Okay. Well, I, yes. Um, I don't play D&D. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, who know. does that? Yeah, you're not you're 12. T- what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who Matt Mercer is. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, what did I just say? Oh, well, anyway, splash. Then that's the tastiest. It was it, well. It would have been tastier if it had been a hundred. It would have. It would. Right. Right. Um, because but, really, uh, of all the people that deserve to have the hundredth, it's really Brandon Crawford that should. Well, it's it. probably by Barry Bonds, but uh, you know that's well, not really yeah, possible. I mean, but you know. I mean, he without him, there'd only be like sixty, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's th- that one of many great things that happened in the game on Saturday, right? And and I think, I think if Saturday had just been Saturday and today had just been a Ross Stripling meltdown, um, that I mean, come on, we all kind of expected it, right? We're like, oh, Ross Stripling, it's on national TV, so it's in front of like a really large audience. Uh, Blake Sable starting at catcher. They're just gonna, they're just gonna get steamrolled, right? Like this is, 
right? We all felt that way. You felt yeah. that way, right? You were well, pretty yeah, sure. Because right now we're kind of just we're we're girding ourselves for the worst, right? That's I mean, right. Just... That's right. Uh, but but no, right? It turned out that um, that well, it feels like it feels like this could be a moment where the season turns around. And I think today, Matthew, you and I are choosing to believe, right? We're, we're choosing to believe that, that this is the turning point. And it really started on Saturday. Uh, and I think the, the exclamation point was the Crawford home run. But it wasn't the only big thing that happened. Well, no. I mean, I, I think you know, the first and foremost is our ace, Logan Webb going into the seventh inning or going seven innings uh, with with out giving up a home run uh, was <laughs> uh, was a you know I mean that was the Logan Webb we expect to see right and and so that I, I feel like was a sigh of relief you know you signs he's this is his first win since he signed his big contract and uh, you know for him to finally kind of break that that you know, break into the win column. I mean, he was 0-4, man. I mean, you know, he hadn't gotten a win yet. So this, it, I think that alone was a, a good tone setter for, for this. That's right. So our ace gets his first win. Wogan Webb did, did get his first win. Uh, so did Logan Webb. Uh, Slosh and- Kessler. <laughs> Slosh Kessler. And, uh, yeah. And not, but, but more importantly, I think than even Logan Webb getting his first win, and Brandon Crawford showing a flash of of his old self is the fact that the Giants, Matthew, beat a left-handed starting pitcher. And in fact, scored six runs off of him, which, I mean, this team, like, this team is I don't want to call him Superman, even though that's kind of like I know that's kind of like the vibe they want to give off, you know, with the whole like jock whenever he hits the home run, you know, pulls the shirt open as he's like, you know, yeah. look at me, yeah. I have chest hair, you know, like you know, as he goes around the turn, uh, first base. Um, left-handers are their kryptonite, right? Right. Like you know, jock can't can't bat against left-handers. Well, all you have you to know? do is go back to Friday night. And you know, right. they call up some guy that hadn't pitched since like 1915 you know, right. to, to throw against us. Yeah. And he shuts us down for. Yeah. Yeah. He was 89 years old. Um, he uh, had just had his arm repaired by uh, with a with an old raccoon ligament. Yes. Um, and uh, and yeah. And he made the Giants look silly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was that was kind of what we were used to, what we expect expected. And then suddenly everything turned around on Saturday. Now, I will say this, right? Like, it's hard for me to be the optimist all the time, but I, but I will say this. <laughs> so I will say this. Okay. Tell the us. Friday game did happen. It did. It and, did. And, and, it and there was, were lots of games before that that looked very similar, to be right, honest. Right, right. And so it's not like this is guaranteed to be a turning point, but I think what what we're saying is is that this team can perform like they're supposed to and they can beat left-handed bat, uh, pitchers um and uh and not every single day is going to go against them horribly um i i think to a certain extent they've also just been snake bit quite a bit you know 
um, on some of these things. So it's not just that they're bad against lefties. It's also just like whenever they make an error, they make an error at the worst possible time. Yeah, they're not and, making an error when they're down by 12 or up by like 15. They're making an error when it's a tie score and late in the game and all of a sudden you know, right. that, that, makes the, that makes the, becomes the difference in the game. Right. And so I felt like was like Saturday was like, you know, they can have games like they did on Saturday. When you put your ace out there and he performs like he performs like an ace and you can knock in a few runs against a lefty and then the combination of those two things are going to be good enough for you to win you may not win a majority of those games but you can certainly win some of them and they haven't been winning any and so i just think on saturday that just looked like their first full complete win against a left-handed pitcher with their ace on the hill and it felt like okay this is what at least should be what the giants can aspire to every single day and then on sunday they backed it up with a different kind of win, um, which was, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways more remarkable, right? Because they did have Mr. Hot Garbage on the mound. And, <laughs> and, and you know, he, he looked, he looked, he, you know, today, you know, he, he looked today, Matthew, he looked more like lukewarm garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, chicken strip. <laughs> you know, was uh, has been has been a uh, struggling uh, to to do anything, and and I I did read before today's game that he was scrapping his newfound changeup, and was going to be going back to the pitches that made him successful last year, and thank God, like because you know don't don't keep doing something that that uh, is producing bad results. Let's let's learn from this, folks. Let's you know, and and apparently he did. Uh, he wasn't great today. No. Uh, didn't even get out of, what, the third inning, right? I mean, or no, he didn't get out inning. of the fourth inning. The fourth yeah. inning, right? So, so yeah, not great. Uh, but I think, actually, sadly, his ERA lowered with his two runs and three and 3.1 it innings. It did. It did. It did lower. But I, I think w- a couple things happened. Number one, like, this was not... For, for better or for worse, Kapler and the Giants know what the current Ross Stripling is capable of, and it's not much. Yeah, and what I thought was really interesting is they did not give him a long leash, right? I mean, right. they were— that's exactly uh, what I'm saying. I mean, going to the bullpen in the fourth inning with Taylor Rogers was like, whoa, they mean yeah. business today. They want this win. Yeah. And they were not willing to let Taylor or uh, Ross Stripling figure it out. Right. And I think that was the other important part of the game, which is like they brought in Taylor Rogers, who has been performing better. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But but he you know, they brought him in in to a high pressure, high leverage situation with the expectation of success. He he did succeed. (laughs) Um, um, Unfortunately, that the Giants defense in an unexpected way but I think in some ways, therefore, expected, um, made it much harder on him. But he he still found a way to to get through that, right? He came in with the bases loaded and one out. He he gave up a sacrifice fly <laughs> that Michael Conforto dropped. <laughs> and uh, but he didn't unravel. Right. He didn't he didn't fall apart. He gave up another sacrifice fly, which should have ended the inning, but just turned into another run. He lost the lead. But really, he got two outs. Right. And uh, because he got a follow up out after that and, um, you know, didn't have the meltdown, uh, kept the damage to a mid- as much of a minimum as he could. Like yeah. the Giants didn't yeah. do as much as they could have, but he did as much as he could. And then, boom, the Giants come right back. 
And, I mean, you got big hits today from Lamont Wade Jr. You got big hits from Yaz, from Tyro, uh, you know, all key guys that we really, really need uh, to have good seasons. And I think Yaz has really been kind of like, well, and Tyro. I mean, and J.D. Davis, I guess. But, you know, Yaz has been a bright spot, right? And yeah. I think it, he was one of those guys that we were really worried about coming into the season. I think Lamont Wade Jr. as well, right? And it was nice to see them uh, string a bunch of things together and and actually continue to battle. And I will say this. Lamont Wade Jr. had a single, he had a leadoff hit, and he scored when he got on base, which was remarkable. Right. Um, because one of the things that this team hasn't been doing is they haven't been driving in Lamont Wade. And and it's crazy because he's got like one of the top ten um, on base percentages in all of Major League Baseball, yet he's only scored you know well, about a week a week ago he had only scored like three runs, which was a third of all of the other people around him with similar on base percentages. So um, which is just another weird thing, right? Like why is this team having such a hard time driving in base runners when it hits so many home runs and all of their all of their offensive stats seem to be. Um, okay, especially against uh, right-handed pitching. But anyway, uh, you know, so it was it was two different kind of wins. It was it was uh, you know it was your starter battling and uh, and getting a win, and then today Sunday it was uh, it was a bullpen win with a bunch of your stars stepping up, including you know Jock Peterson scoring from first base on a Yaz double. Oh man. The wheels doing, on that guy. And doing one of the most beautiful slides. <laughs> oh, man, that was like Trey Young-like. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what they said on the ESPN broadcast, too. It was... Uh... <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> so you know, smooth. Just, so just slide across and stumble and, like, rip your pants. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Folks, if, if you want a good laugh, I think you should go find the highlights of Jock sliding into home plate uh, on Sunday's game because... Um, I guarantee you, he's got a bruise on his butt. That uh, was um, it was quite yeah, the slide. He's going on the IL tomorrow with a bruised butt. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that would be. I mean, that's how we will know that. No, we're not turning it around. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how you would know. Um, well, and, and Jock Peterson, the first game back, you know, from from mm-hmm. the IL, and uh, uh, you, know, you you kind of forget how important he is to the lineup in terms of just adding an extra bat. That, uh, you know, I mean, frankly, Heliot Ramos was trying to, like, you know, you right. know uh, recreate and uh, just, you know, albeit from the other side. But but Peterson's uh, presence in the lineup, I think, really made a difference today. Right. And, you know, which is the... why it gives me hope. Ben. That's right. Well, you know what else gives me hope, Matthew? I don't I, I can't believe that anything gives you hope. But, okay. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yeah. What actually, you know, what Matthew would gives me hope is uh, is uh, is homegrown talent making the All Star uh, team and uh, signing big free agents. That's what gives me hope. You know. Okay. okay. That's these are why I don't like Farhan Zaidi because he can't do either of those things. But you know what also gives me hope, Matthew? Uh, let me guess the uh, the fact that the National League West is a crap show. Exactly right. Exactly right. I don't think I would have said crap show. I would yeah, have said family podcast. I would have. Just... I would have say. I would have say shot shoe. You know. Yeah. Okay. A shot shoe. Yeah. It's a shot shoe. And uh, and like yeah. So the Dodgers. The Dodgers are eleven and eleven, and they're the only team in the NL West that has a positive run differential. 
<laughs> of plus 15, right? And they're not even in first place. The Rock, the, sorry, the D-Bags, uh, the D-Bags, um, now admittedly, up to this point, they do look like a better baseball team than the Giants. But that doesn't mean they look like a good team <laughs> than no. the Giants, <laughs> because they have a they have a negative run differential, um, and I don't think either of them is better than the Padres or the Dodgers, right? I think they've just let been less, um, let's say, snake bit. Yeah, well, because well, they are here, snakes. Exactly, and and you look at the uh, so in Major League. Baseball.com, their standings, they actually have an expected win-loss record based on your run differential. And what's interesting is that the Arizona Diamondbacks are 12-11, and 11 actually, now, as as are the Dodgers. So the Dodgers are 12-11, and 11, tied for first place. Uh, Arizona has an expected win-loss of 11-12. and 12, And the Giants have played two less games. So the Giants have an expected win-loss of 9-12, and 12, and their record is 8-13. and 13. So the Giants have underperformed, while the Arizona Diamondbacks have overperformed. Right. And, and are, you know, and so... And yeah, what about the Padres? I, what is the Padres' expected win-loss? Uh, 11 and 13 actually they're actually overperforming as well they have a ne- almost exactly they have a negative 13 run differential giants have a negative 14 right so uh, so they're 12 and 12 the padres they are 12 and 12 they're they're yeah they're, so there you go so the point of that all of that which is is that like okay who cares about how good their lineups are and all the names they have in it right they're underperforming too and right. and there's no reason that the Giants shouldn't be able to turn it around, and and they, you know, and they will. Um, the point is, is that all of these guys are are scuffling, and that you know, first place in the NL West is still a possibility. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, but it it feels like an easier road to hoe than um, road to hoe. An easier road to hoe. Road. Okay. Anyway, it feels like an easier thing to accomplish than, <laughs> <laughs> than getting past all those other teams in 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 the wild card. Um, now that's it's got a long season uh, to go, and so I think either one of them is attainable. Um, but the point is, is that it's not like everybody's running away from them, right? Um, these deficiencies will be overcome, and I think at least for the Giants, we know that the reason that they've been underperforming is because they've been missing key personnel in the outfield and because their bullpen has been vastly underperforming. Our bullpen sucks. Yes, Bob. I think that's the second time you said that this show, which is probably not enough, quite frankly, (laughs) because you're right. It does and has sucked. But I will say this. Ross Stripling is no longer a member of the bullpen. He's now part of the starting (laughs) rotation due to the very unfortunate injury to Alex Wood, um, which is bad, right? And he's going to be out a while. Uh, Hamstring injuries, as I well know, take a long time to recover from. And um, that is is a big bummer. I've been but, thinking about that. I think our pitchers should like work on some like yoga or something. Like it just seems like they, you know, I don't know. Just maybe think, they should figure you, out a way to kind of be more limber. You think yoga is the answer? Uh, couldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, Jock Peterson does it, and look at him. That's right, oh, sliding around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just came back from a leg injury, didn't he? 
and, and he's so graceful, so graceful. Um, but uh, but you know, like uh, nonetheless, Stripling, as we mentioned, has uh, has tapered off from hot garbage to lukewarm garbage, which, while not good, is an improvement. I think what's more important is that the rest of the bullpen seems to be settling down, especially uh, Taylor Rogers and Camilo Duvall. Now, again, we've talked about Camilo a lot in, I think, I think a sort of negative way. It's not like he's been awful. It's just that we highlighted this before. It's like when you're the closer, everything gets magnified, right? right. Um, but he has also struggled with with the pitch clock, and he's just looked uncomfortable, right? He reminded me a lot of that kid that we saw in Miami when he made his major league debut in 2021, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Just super uncomfortable, not really sure, not confident in his fastball. But his last three outings, particularly the game in Miami, which he got the win, and um, and then and then today, the game on Sunday, today, um, when he got the save, he has looked absolutely dominant. Lights. Camilo's on fire. Yes, Bob. And fuego. <laughs> and we need him to be on fire, frankly. We I mean, do. We really need that. We really do need that because we're going to have a lot of close uh, close games in the late innings. <laughs> uh, and we need Camilo to be on point. But today, today he looked really good against really good hitters. And just looked confident, and the fastball was in the strike zone. And that that fa- it's kind of hit or miss, right? Whether he knows where it's going, but I think like the first pitch he threw in today's game, I think I can't remember who it was. Was it, was was it Kenna? I I don't remember who was leading off in the ninth, but that strike that ball did not move in a way that the batter liked, right? And it made him uncomfortable, but it was in the strike zone. And, um, and, you know, I, so I, he's just looked, he's just looked really, really good. I think the last three outings. So I, I don't think we have to worry about Camilo. And then there's Taylor. There's Tyler, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor, Tyler's been great. Tyler's been great. I mean, he gave up the home run today. Today was a weird day for Tyler. Which, you know, he also got, I was looking at the stats, he got a blown save today for giving up that home run. Like in the fourth inning or fifth inning, whatever, it just seems like funny to give up a blown save. Hey, I mean, if the team's winning and you let up the tying run, you get the blown save. You either get a hold (laughs) or a blown save. (laughs) When the team's winning, you get a blown save. But Taylor Rogers, two games in a row, at least, right? Two or three games in a row now, it seems like he's really uh, being the pitcher that we thought he would be at the beginning of the season. Yes, Uh, yes. He's not, first of all, he's not walking a lot of guys, right? I mean, that was the big problem is that he didn't, it seems like his control is back. Yeah. And, um, and I think, I, I honestly, I think everything kind of revolves around Taylor for this bullpen, right? Like, you know, everybody else I, I think is kind of like, you know, we, well, at least, at least I, I expect Tyler to be good. I expect Camilo to be good. I know you don't like Tyler. He makes you nervous. He's growing on me. He's growing on me. <laughs> it's hard to not grow on you. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, today, like we said, was a weird day for him. He struck out four and gave up a home run. He doesn't yeah, do either. Both, both, exactly. <laughs> and he gave up a home run to a guy that hadn't had an extra base hit all year. Uh, so you just got to scratch that one up to just pure luck. Like, I just, I feel like, uh, yeah, know, things ha- that's baseball, right? Things happen. But uh, but overall, yeah, he's been our most reliable reliever. So how could I hate him? He's, he's go- you know, just keep throwing him out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back to Taylor, I, I think everything revolves around him, right? Like, as he goes, I think so will go this bullpen. Um, I do want to mention Brebia looked good today, two strikeouts and uh, in a clean sheet. Um, Alexander also had a clean sheet today, but Alexander has been pretty consistent all season. He has been. He got the win today. Just, and you know. Yeah. So um, I think, I hope that this bullpen is finally turning it around. I'm worried about the Alex Wood injury and how that has repercussions to this bullpen. The one big wild card that still hasn't done well is is Sean Jelly, right? Because it's clear that he's a kind of a key part of this pitching staff, even though he's not always there. And he he really hasn't looked good all season. No. And, and I don't think they're going to give him more, probably a lot more uh, rope. Than, than they can because I mean they've, they've got options down in in yeah I mean they've got a bunch away. of other people that they can try. Um, the other thing too though, with, with Wood being out though, you've got now Manea is is kind of a also going to be probably uh, in there and he hasn't pitched very well. I mean the Mets used him as literal batting practice or target practice uh, the other day. I mean they uh, did you, I mean he took like what two or three shots off his. <laughs> Like right back at him. <laughs> he caught one and two of them like ricocheted off him or something. It was, I've never seen that. Like how many, how many times a guy's got to like duck and dodge uh, from line drives up the middle. Uh, but he hasn't looked, he also hasn't looked uh, great. Right, and, right. And I, I, you know, so there are, our free agent acquisitions of Ross Stripling and Sean Manea have not uh, produced the way that I was hoping. And, but at the same time, then, you know, I don't know. Part of me feels like there could be an opportunity, you know, for guys in in AAA, but at the same time, you know, it's early and you don't give up on free agents that you've signed for for big money. Um, and I'm just reminded these are the guys that have the options, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're stuck with them for two years if they keep pitching like this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Manea and Stripling, if they both keep sucking, will be San Francisco Giants next year. Though that those are the. Um, um, I like to call those the the Farhan Zaidi super specials. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, and and maybe they'll be willing to. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's a long season. Maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they'll know. be willing to take that money, but not be on the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's called exactly. uh, designated for assignment. Mm. Yeah, that's called yeah. the uh, the Madison Bob Gardner special. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, I think we are going to see Stripling and Manea for a bit longer um, uh, just because of that, right? Uh, and that is unfortunate. And But, you know, I, I think it does depend on, like, how is the rest of the team performing? When somebody like Taylor Rogers is is not doing well um, and, you know, and the, you know maybe the rest of your bullpen is struggling, you kind of don't pay so much attention to it. But when they're the only guys not performing and they're costing you very, very needed and valuable wins, maybe they do. You know, I, I don't know. I... 
it sh- it'll be very interesting to see how the Giants treat that. I, I do think that uh, you know, I read an interesting article in The Athletic the other day by, you know, Baggersby or by um, um, Brizzly. Brizzly. Briggersly. Yeah. Um, where where he said that, uh, you know, the Giants free agents have always, of the last few years, Farhan Zaidi's always been catching lightning in a bottle, and it was going to catch up to him. <laughs> eventually, eventually your free agent signings were not going to do well. Uh, and and this might be the year that that happens. And maybe it's Manea and Stripling. So it should be interesting to see if they don't pan out, how does this front office react? Um, you're an optimist, Matthew. How do you think they'll react if 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 Manea and Stripling are still doing poor poorly after the end of May? Uh, hmm. Well, I, I think that there's there's a couple of options. One is you know we've got guys in in the minors that are you know could be options. Kyle Harrison yeah. for one. Uh, Keaton Wynn, who's actually already on the forty man, we could see, uh, and you know, if we if we're not winning, then we're certainly going to see a lot more of the guys that are kind of on the doorstep of the majors. I think they're going to give them their their option their opportunities, if only to get the fans excited about maybe what could happen. You know, if these guys really flourish. You know, I, they've got some guys, and and I wouldn't be surprised to see them come up if we're uh, if our big free agents are struggling. Right. And I think they will. I mean, just you know, it's a microcosm. But today's game, when they went to Taylor Rogers really quickly, I feel like you know, they, they there's a sense of urgency, right? To to turn this around. Point. And that is a good win. point. And so I think that they're gonna they're not just gonna sit there and wait for guys to be to be to get better. I think right. they're going to be more aggressive. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, that's the optimist standpoint. I'm gonna come in with the um, the. Re- Realist view, which oh, is which is uh, they're not going to do anything. Manet and Stripling are here to stay. Um, they're going to be sucking balls all year long, um, and uh, and I don't think the Giants' uh, front front office will ever do anything intended to excite the fans. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. not just like realist. That's like curmudgeonly, <laughs> like, like, you know, kind of just. Like, stay off my lawn, kids. Like, you're just uh, just an old, crotchety old man. It's based on previous evidence. Like, since when have they made personnel moves to excite the fans? Never. Well, I, I think that the only way they do that... So, I mean, if we're like 20 games out of first place, you know, by the All-Star break, then yeah, we're going to see lots of young guys. And as a way of kind of seeing if they're ready... Also to kind of maybe catch lightning in a bottle, see if you can get guys to to play well, and then yes, that would excite the fans through an otherwise miserable season. Uh, I, I we're not at the point where they're going to bring in somebody just to kind of, you know, just to kind of tread water. So so I, I think that they they would do that just because they, what else are they going to do? You know, when you're already out of contention, right. you've got to do something, and so. Uh, I could see that, but no, they're not the type that's going to excite the fans just for the sake of doing that. Uh, but they're gonna—they're definitely going to make changes. I think if things aren't working well, probably within the next month. Okay, I think we're gonna still see roster. We, the one thing that we have known Farhan to do is that he's not afraid to churn out the roster when it's not working. All right. Well, speaking of the roster and speaking of being hopeful, and why we think this can be a turning point. Reinforcements are coming, right? Yes. 
We talked a lot about how the Giants suck against left-handed batting, uh, pitching, sorry, and we have two right-handed bats that have been missing all season long who are finally, finally making rehab stints in Sacramento, and that is Mitch Hanniger and Austin Slater. And both are off to a good start, right, at the plate. Yeah. And it sounds like both of them are going to be back on the roster before May. And right. also the other big name kind of looming out there. He I don't I don't know how he's performed in the past few days, but I knew about it like five or six days ago. His his numbers were not good. But Gary Sanchez has to be called up by May first, or he can leave the Giants. Um and that kind of brings us to the question of what does that mean for Blake Sable? No. Or Joey Bart. Now, I will say this. Get rid of Joey Bart. <laughs> I think that's, see, I feel like that's what Farhan would do. Now, now I know that he won't because I'm logical. But yeah. the emotional Ben, the emotional Ben is like, they're going to they're gonna DFA Bart. They're going to option no, Bart. They'll, they'll trade him. Joey Bart will have like more trade value. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, they're going to option kidding, him. But they're going to option him. No. He's got an option left. He could no. go spend the time in Sacramento. Without sure. a doubt, Joey Bart is the best catcher in the Giants the best defensive catcher in the Giants organization right now. Absolutely. I mean, and especially at throwing out runners, and that is a premium in 2023. I know it's come out of nowhere, but teams are running this year, and Joey Bart is gunning them down. He is absolutely a great throwing catcher. I think he's a good defensive catcher, certainly better than Blake Sable. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and and I know that he's better than Gary Sanchez because Gary Sanchez has always been a crap thrower. He's always been a crap framer. Gary Sanchez was always known for his bat, and that's why Farhan Zaidi likes him. There is no way that there is any catcher in this organization who's better at catching than Joey Bart. And he is, right now, an average hitter in Major League Baseball, which is actually pretty good for catcher. So all of that leads me to believe that absolutely he'll be optioned to AAA. Because <laughs> I'm a cynic. Happen. No, it's not going to happen. I don't actually believe uh, that. Yeah, and 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 what's going to happen, and it pains me to say this, is that Rule 5 Drafty Blake Sable days are numbered. And I would say by May 1st, he will be gone. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I mean, there are a couple of options, right? I mean, they could try to maneuver, you know, they release him, he clears waivers, they make a trade, he comes back, then he's on the waiver, he's on the, I'm um, sorry, the, uh, you know, option to AAA and he can come back. Yeah. But I think more than likely he's going back to the Pirates and yeah. we're never going to see him again. Yeah, so, so, so if you're curious, what will happen is the Giants, he'll have to go through waivers. If the Giants release him, you know, and they have to. They can't. That's the only way that the Giants can get him off the twenty-six man roster. Is the Giants have to let go of him. If he does, he goes through waivers, and every team in Major League Baseball will have the option of putting him on their Major League roster, and then we'll have to keep him there for the remainder of the season if they want to keep him. If all of them refuse, he goes back to the Pirates, and the Pirates can now put him in AAA or wherever in the minors. At that point, if the Giants really liked him, they could trade him for trade with trade, make a trade with the Pirates. 
I'm not sure the Pirates would want to do that, though, given his versatility and what they've seen from him and the position that they're now in. They might want to keep him at the AAA level and then do the option yo-yo with him over there in Pittsburgh. So I think it's highly unlikely that he remains with the Giants if the Giants have to let him go. Um, but so that's that's what will happen to Sable. Now, I think that's unfortunate because I do think he has a major league career in him. And he actually kind of reminds me, like, he's not ready. He's not, he shouldn't be there now. Yeah. But you know who he reminds me a lot of in that same way for a guy who was in the exact same scenario? <laughs> Joey Bart? No. Connor Joe. Uh, yeah. Opening day left fielder for the, what, 2020? I think it was, yeah, 220. Yeah, 2020 uh, San Francisco Giants. And now a huge part of the 14 and I don't know what, did they win today? I don't, anyway, a huge part of the first place Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, 16 and 7, Ben. 16 and 7. 16 and, are you kidding me? The Pittsburgh Pirates are 16 and 7? Yeah, they're expected to win losses only 14 and 9. Oh, okay. So So they're, they're, they're over, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, that's kind of unbelievable. Uh, But yeah, so I mean, I feel like he's a guy who's a couple years away. Right. And Connor Joe's had a good couple of seasons with with the Rockies and and is now having a great season with the Pirates. I think he's probably playing a little bit over his head, but he's a major league baseball player is what I'm saying. Yeah. And and I think I think Blake Sable, it will be, too. It's just not going to be with the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know, getting back to the Hanniger Slater mm. thing, uh, you know, it's it's hard to underscore how important they are in the overall construction of this team. I mean, they were supposed to provide that True. balance against left-handers. Their weighted run both of them have the same exact weighted runs created plus against left-handers of 132. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, what's interesting is that Hanniger actually is an everyday player. His uh, weighted runs created plus against right-handers is one eighteen. Yeah, uh, and that's so, huge too. Uh, he's so, an everyday so he, guy. He's not one that needs to be platooned. That gives you a lot more flexibility with other positions. He was such an important part of this 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 roster construction. To him coming back will just make everyone better. It yeah. will make the bench better. It will make. Everything's stronger, and Austin Slater being able to play center field, yeah. it really does, you know, Brett Wisely of his negative, like, 73 OPS plus or whatever, <laughs> I mean, one hit, and, you know, that was the other the one that the San Francisco Giants media staff were like, you know, Brett Wisely gets first major league hit, you know, and didn't even mention the fact that they that got he, smoked in he, that uh, game. He, sucks? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, Austin Slater hits left-handed pitching. Very, very well. And I know for a lot of San Francisco Giants fans, we hear about Austin Slater and we're like, oh, he's a bench player and he's not very good. He hits left-handed pitching and he is a good defensive outfielder. He was supposed to platoon with Yaz. A Yaz Slater platoon. Oh, that sounds so nice. And uh, and Hanniger playing every day. I will say this, though. The guy was always an injury liability. It's like, who didn't see this coming? Farhan Zaidi. It's probably the only guy who didn't see this coming. Um, you know, but that being said, yes, like you're right. He is he's a two way player. He doesn't platoon. He's an everyday guy and and he can just hit both sides. And uh, which I think to 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 the modern day Giants fan, that might be some sort of revelation. <laughs> there are actually players like that. <laughs> 
Yes. And uh, and we desperately, desperately need him. So oh, if they can just just hang on, just hang on for another like week, that would be great. Um, that's why there's hope, Ben. That's right. right. That's right. Reinforcements I are on the way. I agree. I agree. There's hope. Okay. I agree. All right. I, I, I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit worried that you, I'm a little weirded out actually that you're <laughs> agreeing with me on this. But okay. Okay. All right. I there's mean, hope, Giants fans. There's hope. Right. And hope is better than than what we're looking at now. I mean, so I just w- yeah. uh, hope. I will oh. say this, like my, my, my revised expectations is now 81 and 81. Okay, but, I guess that's fair. But I also recognize that they could catch lightning in a bottle and that could turn into 86 wins. Right, exactly. And I think that might be a good segue into our trivia question answer. That's right. If they set, If they win 70 in a row, Matthew... <laughs> And set the new record. Yes. So, the trivia question is, what is the longest winning streak in Giants history? And I said that I would would accept both uh, San Francisco and overall, which includes New York. Oh, Uh, really? And I only... Wow. I only said 69 nice once. Okay. Okay. Can 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 I change my answers? Sure. Sure. 69 nice. 69 nice. They did it for both, huh? They, okay, they did it twice. <laughs> they did it twice. All right. Unfortunately, you are way wrong on, oh, on that. Uh, but the uh, the the San Francisco Giants win streak record is fourteen games. Yeah, done way back in nineteen sixty five. Wow. You and, I, you and I were just not even a glint in our mother's eye correct uh but uh and then the all-time franchise record which might actually even be the major league record i'm not sure is 26 games set by the 1916 new york giants 26 games you know sometimes these new york giants just piss me off you know like with all their records and stuff Yeah, they were like the new york yankees of the yeah uh, they were until they weren't Uh, yeah well they were you know they they 26 games see we could be like Mm -hmm. 20 games over 500 in just a few weeks that's true it's true they could win 26 in a row it's possible It's, it's been done before they could also win 69 in a row nice and that's possible. It's not going to happen. Less possible. Less it's possible. Less, less, it is less possible. It is less possible. Uh, all right. Well, we're getting towards the end here. I think we're going a little long, actually, today. That's what Hopeful does to you. But, I think uh, we're all right. We're, we're yeah. doing good. All right. But all right. Uh, what are you drinking next week, Ben? I am drinking something that I have named the Long French Kiss. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Come back in on Thursday and uh, listen to the long French kiss. It's not as uh, <laughs> nauseating as you think it is. I am doing a, a, uh, a cocktail called Matcha Made in Heaven. See, when and you have a matcha made in heaven, you might end up in a long French kiss. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so come back on Thursday and hear all about those two cocktails and what they uh, entail. Uh, mine, as you might guess, contains matcha. 
but, uh, you know, who knows what Ben's contains? You'll just have to find out on Thursday. A French person. Yes, that's right. Ingredient number one, a French person. <laughs> a French person. Put them uh, into a cocktail shaker. Yeah. Shake, yeah. shake until uh, surly. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, also coming up this week, who are the Giants playing? They're going to be playing four games against the Cardinals at home. That's Monday through Thursday. Then they have Friday off. Still think that's weird. It is very weird. Uh, And then they play two games against the Padres in San Diego. Um, The Cardinals have not been playing well, and they've been kind of underperforming their expectations. They're basically the San Francisco Giants of 2023, but a little bit better. And the Padres game better. Yeah, well, yeah, and the and the Padres, (laughs) Padres, same, right? But a little bit better. These are two teams that are underperforming, just like the Giants. The Giants got to jump all over these guys. The Giants have to come out of this like four and two or better. Right. If you're going to turn your season around against teams that are struggling just like you are, this is the time to do it. You cannot lose to these teams. If you lose to these teams, I think that sets the tone for the rest of the season. And all this hope that we just talked about just goes flying out the window. And all we have to look forward to are matches made in heaven full of long French kisses. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm not great at math, but it seems to me that if we're going to finish above 500, that we actually need to actually finish each week above 500. So Correct. you're right. Four and two Correct. is kind of where we need to be. That's right. right? I mean, that's we, right. You got to be. You got to be. I, I would say five and one. Some series. I mean, five and one is like, oh, yeah, we, we, we mean business. Oh, five and one. And you and I are, are like rocking our matcha made in heaven and long French kisses right, next right. week. We are just, right. you know, we're, we're doing a little dance in our closets. I will That's say this. If you're going to the game, which I don't do because I'm still mad at the Giants for the crappy offseason that they have. But if you're going to the game, yell at Tyler O'Neill about being a slacker and lazy. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and yell at uh, Arenado for, for being average. And then, um, oh, Chris Stratton pitching for the Cardinals. He's actually pitching pretty well for them out of the bullpen. Um, And uh, they only really have one good starter. Unfortunately, two of their bad starters are left-handers. So So we'll make them look really good. Yeah. Unless unless we get Slater or Hanniger back. And also, they have a guy named Lars Nootbar. Best name in the majors. Who plays for Team Japan. That's right. What? That's right. That's where I knew that guy. Lars Nootbaar. That's a Japanese name, something Japanese name if I ever heard that's one. Right. Uh, and then we play the Padres. Tatis is back. Um, let's see. Uh, Bogarts is playing well. Manny Machado is sucking nachos. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I mean. I'm heartbroken. Uh, Maybe that'll make his free agency a little bit easier and we can get him. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know who they're going to face. Uh, Weathers and Lugo have been good. Snell and Waka have been bad, but Snell's left-handed. So they'll probably face Snell and one of the good guys. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what's coming up. Uh, they got to go 5-1. and one. I mean, they don't got to. I think 4-2, and two, but 5-1 and one would be statement. Let's just sweep them, Ben. Yeah. Let's just 6-0. 6-0. You heard it here first, folks. They're going 6-0. and 
All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Giant Cocktails. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon at Giant Cocktails. We post all of our recipes. Uh, you can also, you know, we say this every episode. Hey, follow us on Twitter and give us a shout out. Give us a DM. Give us an at on Twitter. And you never do. You never do. Like I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a little. I'm taking, starting to take it personally. So you know, come on. Interact with us a little bit. We love it on uh, on Twitter, and uh, would love to to see what hey, you like and what you don't like. And if you don't, yeah. I mean, if you're not down with the whole Twitter thing now, right now, I get it. I get it. But we're on Instagram too. And who doesn't like a good Instagram? That's you know, right. Just you know, you know, you could just you know give us a little like on Instagram. You can even leave comments on Instagram. I don't know if you knew that, but you can. And uh, you know, we would really appreciate uh, that that the follows. So also rate and review. Something also that we ask all the time, and you guys never do. So come on, come on, come on. I know some of you really love our podcast, so please go to the, uh, especially if you're on Apple, and uh, leave a nice review. That would be great. Um, thanks so much. It's been a great week, Ben. And, uh, well, I don't know. It's been an okay week. We, hey, it feels like a great week. We won three games. It was a good weekend. We won weekend. two in a row. We got a win streak. <laughs> 14 was, in a row coming up. It was a rough week, but we had a good weekend. That's right. That's right. What more and, can uh, you ask for, really? Yeah, well, you know, six wins. That's what. <laughs> six wins. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how they do next week. Until then, Ben, it's been nice chatting with you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>